Welcome to the United States Paranormal Podcast. Sit down and buckle up for an enlightening ride through everything cryptid, creepy, and paranormal. Hello, all of my paranormal freaks out there. It is I, Golden Jay, coming to you once again from... Golden Mojo Entertainment Complex. And another brilliant episode from Team Boozers. But, Team Boozers is not all here today. Alicia couldn't make it uh, with some uh, scheduling conflicts, but she will be back next episode. So today I brought in a ringer. The ringer. We call her the rocker chick. It's Bobby. Say hi. Hi. (laughs) Are you doing all right? Oh, yeah. Feel free to get into that microphone Mm -hmm. and show it some love. I hear you. You're very quiet. I can hear myself just fine. I think you're deaf. I, I am deaf. We uh we took a little road trip yesterday and we went to um Bronner's Bronner's in Frankenmuth, Michigan. And I don't know if anybody has ever been there, but it's like the world's largest Christmas store and they just have rows and rows and rows of Christmas ornaments. I mean they're everywhere. But the the intensity of that place in my ears is was it, I thought I was deaf before I just oh it wasn't that it was loud it was just I don't know what's the word I'm looking for I don't even know it just it was so much in my ears I felt like I couldn't hear anything and it's all that Christmas music probably you enjoy that so much I love the Christmas music not. Actually, I'm pretty excited for Christmas to be over. Not yet. Not yet. Are you sure? Because I'm I'm pretty sure that I'm ready for it to be over. No, we still got like three weeks, four weeks. <laughs> we, we did do a bunch of Christmas shopping on the ride home from... from yes, we did. <laughs> Ain't nothing like a little bit of uh, Amazon Christmas shopping. Gotta love it. Don't have to go anywhere. Just hit the button and it shows up. Yeah. Hopefully it shows up on time. Better. There is that that problem. You just never know what you're going to run into. But yeah, we uh, took a little road trip to the world's largest Christmas store. It was fun. We went with Gunner and Sarah. It was a good time. It was. I enjoyed it. We did happen to stop at a restaurant called Bagger Dave's Burger Tavern. Pretty good. Pretty good. Bloody Mary and, yeah, good fries. Burgers let's, were good. Let's talk about those nachos real quick. Oh, Holy yeah, good nachos. God. Mm-hmm. I mean, the nachos were so good that I actually asked our waitress what kind of chips those were because they were so good. Yep, and she said they made them there, so. And that does not make me happy because mm-hmm. I was going to go out and buy a bag of those somewhere, you know, like if. You see a lot of these restaurants will get stuff from like Gordon food stores or, you know, something like that. One of those um, uh, big distribution companies. 
And I thought maybe I could go to Gordon's and find those chips. But no, they make them right there. So you know what that means? Got to go back. Got to go back. I got to look up and see if there's any locations actually not four hours away from us. Okay. I bet that's the only one, but I don't think it's a franchise. You don't think it's a franchise? Mm-mm. All right. It's on my list of to-do things. Check out how close Bagger Dave's is. When you shit up, there was one in Fort Wayne. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, hanging out here, are you nervous? Uh, are you nervous to do that? You've done a show with me before, and we covered the Willow's Weep house down there. And uh, I can't remember the name of the town now. My That's goodness. Southern Indiana it's, somewhere. Yeah, I don't remember either. But no, I'm not nervous. All right. Well, you keep rocking in your chair. That's what makes me... A little chilly. It's a little chilly in the studio? A little bit, but that's all right. I don't even know what I got the heat set to. Never been out here in a, in a minute. It's true. Spent a, a Sunday with the murder nerds out here, and that was that was the last time I've been out here. So everything else is in the inside studio. This is the outside studio. So listen, we, we are in the middle of building this deck around our house. We, I think we've talked about it on past episodes of different podcasts. And the deck actually extends about 12 foot out from the house on the one side where there's a tree. And I want to build a ramp that goes up in the tree and then have a tree house in the tree. And I'm going to call that Studio Tree. You're just so weird. But somebody won't let me have it. <clears throat> Can I have it? No. Are you sure? Yeah. Listen, listeners, Studio Tree. Doesn't it sound amazing? It'd be a treehouse studio. The Wi-Fi should reach out there. It should be fine. Oh, my gosh. You can imagine recording an episode of Indiana Chiefs fans out there? How brilliant would that be? <laughs> I got nothing, ladies and gentlemen. Nothing. 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 She is not giving an inch on this one. She All says... All his bright ideas. <laughs> <laughs> they're brilliant I'm brilliant I'll bet we'll get some emails United States of Paranormal at gmail.com let me know if I should have Studio Tree they're gonna love it mm-hmm. I'm sure <laughs> alright well you ready to get into this today I sure am you got some football to go watch. We're just recording this early Sunday morning. Yes. It is Sunday and it is football day. Who are you rooting for today? Oh, it's always the Chiefs. Always? Always. It's always the Chiefs. Don't care about any other game. Just want them to be good games. You don't Watchable. You don't, you don't want to root for any other team? There's no other team that you were like, mm, man, if the Chiefs are not on, this is who I'd watch. I root for all other teams to lose. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, there's like a 50-50 deal, you know. They, uh, not, I know. Only about 50% are going to lose today. Uh, it just it, it depends what division they're in. Um, I love the Eagles, but I always root for them to lose because I want them to have a worse um, record than the Chiefs, you know. So that's what I lo- how I look at things. But. The only reason I love the Eagles is because of Kelsey, so. Jason Kelsey yes. is the center for the Eagles, yes. yeah. Yes. Whereas Travis Kelsey is the tight end for the Chiefs for all those 
non-football paranormal people out there. <laughs> yeah. There's kind probably of off topic. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about football for? This is paranormal. Paranormal. Well, you know, there you could throw in the paranormal superstitions of watching football. Really? I mean, you could. <laughs> you could. I mean, <laughs> I those superstitions are kind of, you know, paranormal-ish. Ooh, that would be a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I will think about that and oh. see what I can come up with. Yep. Hmm. Hmm. Cryptids and all that kind of stuff, and you add in, yeah. The superstitions of football. Or just superstitions in general. You only know. set in a certain spot... While the game's on. Only wear a certain pair of socks. Or <laughs> yep. <laughs> you do not wear... I had a superstition for a long time that you don't wear any of that team's gear, of the Chiefs gear. I won't touch anything that was Chiefs all day Sunday. That was a superstition of mine. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I always wear Chiefs stuff on Sunday. I know. I might take it off halfway through the game, but... <laughs> yes, we definitely... God damn it, I made them lose. I wore that shirt. <laughs> I'll never wear that shirt again. But you wear a shirt and they win, and you wear the shirt again the next week and they win, so now you automatically have to wear that shirt every time. Yeah, until they lose. And then you think it's bad luck. And then you wear that shirt to the AFC Championship game in Kansas City and they lose, and you just don't wear that shirt no yeah, more. you're bad luck. I am not bad luck. I think I'm 5-0. 4-0. 4-0. I'm 4-0 going to Chiefs games. So What are you? 4-2. and two. <laughs> I win. <laughs> so basically, there's another superstition. We're not. I'm not allowed to go to a Chiefs game without you. Exactly, because the two you went to without me, they lost. It's true. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. So there you have it. Anyways, I need those emails. United States Paranormal at gmail dot com. Do I build studio tree? And fall out of it and oh. hurt yourself. <laughs> oh, that you know, that's just mean. I wouldn't fall out, I'd put up railing. What a get on with your story, mister. <laughs> Come on. All right. Talk me into stuff in front of an audience. How rude. I, this is the best place to try to talk you into stuff. Nope. Oh, come on, we're so close. Email me, the United States Paranormal at gmail.com. Logan, do not email him. <laughs> It'll be great. Studio Tree. Super excited. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All right. Well, enough about Studio Talk. Let's, uh, let's get into today's, uh, today's story. Are you ready to talk about trans lunatic asylum? Oh, my goodness. You can't even say it. <laughs> Trans Allegheny. 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 What did I say? Allegheny? Something higher. I'm sorry. That's all right. Say it again. Trans Allegheny Lunatic Asylum. There you go. There it is. That is it. Sounds so much more sexier when I say it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> well, what if, uh, what if I did it in a deep voice? Yeah. Trans Allegheny. Lunatic asylum. No, I still did it wrong. Weird. Didn't weird. Oh, no, it sounded brilliant. 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 Okay. All right. All right. Well, uh, this uh, particular place is located in Weston, West Virginia. It was actually once known as the Weston State Hospital. 
So if you're kind of looking for more information, you can either put in Trans-Allegheny Allegheny, or you can put in Weston State Hospital. It actually opened back in 1864. Wow. Can you imagine? Um, it was a, the original intention of it was to serve as a safe haven for the mental for uh, for those with mental illness. Um, it was actually brilliant uh, because they built it with just two hundred and fifty rooms. Okay, and each room was designed for a single patient. And it was, they had tons of windows and sunlight. And a lot of them said that that was because they wanted that therapeutic sun, sunlight therapy, you know, type thing. So they did it with just 250 rooms, nice size rooms where everybody could, you know, be comfortable when they're in there. But I suppose if you're mentally insane and you're not really overly comfortable, but, you know, they were, they were treating they were being treated, right? It was <laughs> that look you're giving me right now, like, you know, should I be treated for studio tree illness? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Put you in there. Commissioned by the Virginia General Assembly in the 1850s, uh, it followed the design of a Thomas Kirkbride. He was, uh, at that time, he was the superintendent of the Pennsylvania Hospital for the insane. Um, it was an interesting, I don't know, it was an interesting design because it was kind of a gothic tundra style, had long wings and each room was staggered. And so, I mean, he really designed it so that, you know, it, it was, a, it, it was private. You know, if you were in a room, you couldn't look out your door and look right across your hall. So, I mean, you know, everything was kind of staggered a little bit so you couldn't see anything, but, so they called it the Kirkbride plan, whereas nobody knew anybody in there. So it was like, it was like, I don't know, it was only strangers. So there was no family or, or anybody that these patients knew. They were just, they were there to, to try to heal themselves so they wouldn't allow any outside influences of family or friends or anything like that so they didn't allow them to get mail or you know weren't allowed visitation from family or friends so once you were in there you were kind of in there to 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 heal there you go um the outbreak of the civil war stopped the construction in 1861 so the actual what they had built actually became camp taylor for the union armies and so they actually had a whole barracks just set up just for the for the uh, Union Army there, until the Confederate rail um, the Confederate railroad the Confederate raided it in sixty two or sixty three where they cleaned the place out. They took everything. They took all their backup foods and all their supplies and everything that they had, you know, there while they were building it. They just took everything. Nothing. Nothing. I have nothing. You have nothing on that. I don't. Can you imagine what that was like back then? No, I can't. Not at all. Not at all. Okay. Uh, The first patient was admitted in October of 1864. It was a housewife with 
domestic trouble. That's why she was in. And she was a lunatic because of that, huh? <laughs> Married to a bad husband, so let's put her in the lunatics. And that is, I think that was it because there's a long list of, of, um, things that they would they would put him in there for if like she was admitted for grief uh conge- congestion of the brain feebleness of an intellect seduction and novel reading oh my goodness okay that's why they admitted her that's what was written on there you can actually go back and look <laughs> at the old records from back then and these are some of the things that they admitted people on and there is a laundry list and some of them are just crazy. I I forgot the paper that had the list on it. I was going to read a couple off. But, I mean, just stupid stuff like, you know, uh, she won't do the dishes. She must be mentally insane. You know, just shit like that. And I'm sure most of the people being put in there were women because of that reason. They were like, why should I do it? Why isn't he doing it? Why can't yeah. I read a book? Why do I have to put the toilet seat down? <laughs> Why can't you put it? Why can't you put it down? I have to put it up. This is an ongoing argument since yesterday in my household. <laughs> Sarah started it. <laughs> she did. Um, the hospital was designed for self-sustained, so they had their own vegetable garden. So they raised their own vegetables. Um, they had a dry herd, which I'm assuming is cows. I would think so. <laughs> They had an ice plant, a plant that produced ice. Ooh. Uh, they had a nearby coal mine for heat and other stuff that they use coal for. And they had a reservoir for water right there. So they were, everything was self-sustained. Oh, and all the clothes and um, all their clothes and all their linens and all that stuff were made right there in Weston. So they just brought that stuff in. So everything was right there. Nice. So you remember I said that uh, it was designed for about 250 patients. Correct. It's a single room. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, by 1881, there was more than 700 patients housed in that building. That's crazy. It gets worse. Uh, in 38, there were 1,600 by 49, there was 1,800, and at its peak, there was over 2,600 people housed in that building. That means they were stacking them up, two, three, four, five a room. Hmm. So pretty much out the window with the whole seclusion, seclusion and, and yeah. all that shit. You know, it's like, oh, here you go. You're going to be rooming with these five other people now. Who are all supposedly crazy and, yeah, that doesn't even sound like... doesn't sound like a good time, does Mm-mm. it? No, it sounds pretty bad. Because there was no medicine to treat patients with, me- uh, with mental illness at that time, uh, patients, patients were treated with other forms of treatment like ice water baths, um, seclusion cells, and uh, electroshock therapy. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know how back in those days they would figure out that you were crazy. But 
Well, I mean, you know, I think it'd pretty be pretty obvious if you're uh, not if doing you're, the dishes. If you're not doing the dishes or sweeping my floor, then you need to you know I, you need to be replaced with somebody who will, and you need to go in the mental hospital. Yeah. The hell, you can't be independently thinking. What is your What is your problem? Just put the toilet seat up when you're done. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm going to catch all kinds of hell for that. That's uh, the United States Paranormal at gmail.com. So there was a lot of things going on. Like I said, uh, you know, 2,600 patients. Uh, in the 1950s, it became a... Uh, it became the place of what they called the West Virginia Lobotomy Project. Do you know what a lobotomy is? Yeah, they put holes in your brain. Yeah, let me explain. Release something, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Release <laughs> it's, the lunacy. It, just got to get it out. Get it out. Be gone, demon. Uh, it was headed up by a Dr. Walter Freeman, and they called him the father of the lobotomy. And he, conduct, he conducted well over, I don't know, this said 100. I think it was thousands. I can't imagine um, with the way that he was, when he was doing it. Uh, lobotomy is when you take an ice pick. Are you ready for this? Mm -hmm. You insert it above the patient's eye and you hammer it in. So as to sever the connection to the frontal lobe. It was known as the miracle cure before there was proper meds. You know, it's the miracle cure. Yeah. There were some risks to the lobotomy. <laughs> no. Blindness? I don't yeah. Hit my eye. Is that one of them? No, but oh. that was good. I didn't even think about <laughs> blindness. I mean, uh, I would think the blindness would be a, a big one. You would you... think that, like, right in there, there would be, like, things that go to you. Oh, yeah. Eye. I would think that you would. But... But, you know, we're talking about the guy that's... More lunacy the... would be... <laughs> uh, some of the risks were epilepsy, uh, hemorrhaging, brain abscesses, dementia, and death. Jesus. <laughs> Think about that for a minute. We're going to cure you? Oh, sorry. Oh, we killed you. shit, you're dead. You're well, dead. you know, that's part of the... I mean, that is a cure, right? Yeah. Supposedly, I guess. In nineteen sixty the medical uh the medical center was built on the property, which actually included the morgue. Um this is where actually most of the lobotomies took place. Uh some say that Freeman uh would do several lobotomies at one time that would take about three to four minutes per patient. And of course each one of these is without patient consent. So they would just wheel them in. Throw them up on the table, strap them up. Tink, 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 tink. Most, um, some say that uh, these were, the lobotomies were actually performed on kids as young as four years old. How do you decide that a four-year-old is, has mental illness? I don't know. How do we decide that an unruly kid nowadays uh, has whatever they call it, ADHD and all that kind of stuff, you know? I would think that at that young of an age, uh, you know, there's still a lot of hyperactivity and, you know, you got to kind of let them play out their, play out their roles and let them kind of grow up a little bit before you lobotomize them. But what do I know? 
The doors for the asylum were closed in 1994. They cited lack of funding. They've been operating for more than 130 years by that time. And had there had been more than 20,000 deaths in the wall, some by illness, some by suicide, and some by murder. Um, I read that through the late 80s and the early, early 90s, there was a lot of, like, OSHA that came in. Mm-hmm. And, and that I think that was more of the reason they got shut down because it was – it was a, a West Virginia facility. I mean, it wasn't like it was privately owned or anything. So it was a government-owned facility. And I guess some of the reports I read was when they got there that the place was was disgusting. I mean, it was there was feces on the wall and people sleeping in dirt, and, you know, no beds and stuff like that. You know, just sleeping on the floors in dirt and filth and I would imagine that had a lot more to do with the closing of it in 94 than the lack of funding. Well, yeah. Because a lot of them, they just didn't care. You know, there was those, some of the wings for the criminally insane and they had wings for children and they had wings for, you know, there was so much involved in this building. I mean, it's a big building. You've seen pictures of it. Mm -hmm. So, and the maintenance was not being kept up and it wasn't cleanly. It wasn't clean at all. And so, yeah, just an interesting assortment of, I think, things that kind of came together to actually close it in 94. So, so there you go. There's a little brief rundown of the asylum. Any questions at that far? I don't think so. Are you sure? Yeah. How many people were in there at the time they closed, do you know? It didn't say. It didn't say. I would imagine uh, probably well overrun, I would think. But I bet you're asking, <coughs> where's the good stuff? <clears throat> you want the good stuff now, I want don't the you? good stuff, yes. You want the good stuff? Yes. All right. So let's start with, uh, <laughs> let's start on the first floor, uh, which was also known as the Civil War uh, Wing. Um, they have a, uh, there was a woman in there and they didn't give me a specific year when she was there, but her name was Ruth. And, uh, I guess she just sat in the halls and just screamed at men cause she hated men. Well, it's because that's why she was in there. Well, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but she would just scream and throw things at him. And to this day, she's still there. You know, even after she's long gone, she's still there and she still hates on men and still throws things at men on the first floor. Way to go, Ruth. Oh, (laughs) wow. (laughs) Really? No, I don't know. Okay. Um, In the uh, show, The Ghost Brothers which, uh, you know, I'm a big fan of. They were there. And when the guys went down into that uh, into that wing, the one guy actually saw a uh, Union soldier standing up against the wall. So it wasn't the first time that that soldier's been seen. He's been seen there several times, just standing there guarding the barracks, I guess. So I guess if you walk in there, you can see him. Interesting. 
Ward 2 on the second floor, uh, where a man was stabbed 17 times. Two patients committed suicide by hanging. Here is where a lot of the shadow figures and the footsteps and, you know, stuff like that can be caught when you go in. Um, there was an EVP actually caught there. Uh, Something screaming, get out. So that is Ward 2 on the second floor. Uh, on the third floor, you got the ghost of Big Jim. There wasn't a lot on Big Jim. They didn't tell you really much about who he who he was or what he actually does while you're there. But uh, they say people see him kind of wandering around along with a, uh, a nurse named Elizabeth is also seen up on the third floor. Okay. Uh, there's a creeper can also be seen crawling along the floor in Ward R. Yeah. Don't, don't like those. Can you imagine you walk in there? It's, you know, there's a little bit of light from outside and say the moonlight shining through. And then you just see this shadow creature crawling on all fours no. down the wall. No, don't like those things. I don't like, I I won't watch like the ring and stuff like that just because of that. Cause that's, that's, I, that's, that's, that's freaks me out when people distort the way they <laughs> move a little bit. I was like, oh, no, no, thank you. So yeah, that would, that would definitely, um, seeing somebody just standing in the corner, you know, an apparition or something, not moving or whatever. I don't think that would freak me out too bad, but, but yeah, something crawling around and distorting themselves and yeah, ugh. So let me let me ask you this. Okay, so and, and we're gonna get on. There's a few more things on the third floor that you know just kind of odds and ends. But let me ask you this. So I personally work in a hospital. Okay, mm-hmm. and there are claims of of ghosts and stuff that are in that hospital. How do you know what's real and what's not? If you see something walk across down at the end of the hallway and you're like, well, I don't know, the, say, that nurse but or that person that just walked by, do you know that it's a real person or if it's an apparition that just looks real? I was thinking this the other day when I was standing there because I've seen some things in that hallway on third floor that, you know, out of the corner of my eye type thing. It's like, well, what was that? You know, we've talked about this. Me and Alicia talked about it. Like I saw like a black mass that came down the wall onto the floor. And when I turned my head, it wasn't there. You know, it's kind of out of the corner of my eye. But as I was standing there the other day, I'm looking down the hallway. Because now I'm looking all the time to see if I, and somebody walked past one of the, you know, one of the far hallways. And I'm like, how do I know that that's the real person? Maybe that could have been an apparition of of the ghost that just walked by. Never know. You never know. I mean, hey. So if you go into these places and you just see an apparition standing there or doing whatever, how do you know it's not real? A real person standing there? Um, well, I would suspect if you're watching a watching a show where you're going in to actually look for something like that, you would verify that there was nobody else in there with you. You would account for the people that are with you. That's a good point. But when you're in a place that's just got people everywhere, you're, you're never going to know if it's... Real You're never going to know. That's correct. Your okay. shadow just could have been somebody walking past the light and, you know, you just don't know. Hmm. 
That's a good explanation. I like that. Okay, good. I am the reasonable one in this room. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> really? Yes. Really? You're the reasonable one. I'm the reasonable one. All right, all right. Uh, people also hear loud uh, banging on the pipes up on the third floor. Hysterical laughter echoes through the hallway. That would make a lot of sense, wouldn't it? But, you know? um, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I just got a hole put in the side of my head. <laughs> Freaking laugh crazily. Uh, people get grabbed and pushed up against the wall. Um, people get scratched. And uh, people very often see items moving around, like, you know, chairs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And doors being opened by themselves up on the third floor. What do you think about that? That'd be the shit you want to see. You want to see a chair move or you want to see a door open or something like that. Don't yeah. You? Yeah. 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 So one of the biggest things to ever happen um, was the torture and murder of Dean Matheny in September of 1987. Okay. Um, they call it the bedpost murder. Okay. So Dean was actually in a room with two other patients, uh, a James Wood and a David Mason. And uh, Dean wasn't like criminally insane. He was just having, he was having some issues, but he got room with these guys. And these two guys were, were pretty nutso. They decided that they were going to torture Dean, so they took the bed sheets, they made a noose, and they wrapped it up over top of the piping that are up in the ceiling, and obviously lifted Dean up. And then when he passed out, they would lower him back down. And then when he got... When he came back with conscience again, they would do it again. And they did this repeatedly over and over and over again. And then they got bored. So while one of the times when he was passed out, they took him, they lifted the bed and they took the steel bed post and put it on his skull and then jumped up and down until it pierced his skull. That's terrible. Isn't that horrible? Yeah. I can only imagine. Mm-mm. That's lobotomies done wrong. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, James and David were actually charged with the murder, but get this. They were deemed mentally unfit to stand trial. Once again, this is one of those rooms that when you walk into the heaviness and the sorrow, they say is just is terribly heavy in that room. And um, they've gotten a few EVPs and stuff out of that room. I'm not sure what all they were, but. um, Yeah, that's just one of the more famous places to visit while you're actually in there. Just, I don't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you ready for the most famous and inviting ghost 
inviting ghost and most inviting this is why everybody goes okay the ghost name is lily okay um lily was said to have been born in the hospital they think that uh they think that her mother was a patient who actually when she came in was pregnant at the time i i didn't find anything that said that somebody got her pregnant while she was you know, in the place, she was just pregnant when she got there. Right. Um, this is actually back during the Civil War time. Um, so Lily was born in the hospital, and then her mother committed suicide. Uh, the nurses took in Lily, and they took care of her. And then Lily actually was a resident until she died at the, na- at the age of nine when she died on pneumonia. But she, uh, they say she stays there because that's the only home she ever knew. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Lily's playroom is where you can find her. It's in the east corner of Ward Number Four. There are claims of laughter and cries, throwing of toys, and then people like say that they hear her whispering in her, in their ears. But best of all, she loves to play ball. So if you go up there into her playroom, there are toys everywhere where people have left all kinds of different stuff. But she will actually play ball with you up there. Okay. Pretty cool, huh? Pretty cool. Um, There is one EVP that they talked about where somebody must have taken up like some crackers or something because they got an EVP where she says, thank you for the snack. Aw. So, um, Lily is supposed to be the really cool attraction for people to go for there. For people and... to go there and, and have a little paranormal experience, but not feel threatened. So, yeah, don't go up and look for the creeper. You want to go play with Lily? Yeah. <laughs> Reminds me of Timmy from Waverly Hills. Mm-hmm. Everybody likes to go. Everybody likes to go uh, see Timmy. So, of course, if you would like to visit. You can, the address is 71 Asylum Drive in Western Virginia. Um, They have both paranormal and historical tours. But they are closed. Right now they're closed for walk-in tours. They have a walk-in tour season, which is April 6th to, well, this is the upcoming. So April 6th, 2023 through November 12th, 23. You can do some walk-ups, but I think uh, I think you have to wait a little bit. I think it's pretty popular, so it's better to try to make a reservation and reserve a time slot if you want to go visit. Um, historical tours leave every hour on the hour. Um, paranormal tours leave every two hours. The last first floor tour leaves at 5 p.m., and the last fourth floor paranormal tour leaves at 4 p.m. So if you're going, make sure you're in the right time zone, hmm? as we figured out time zones. Um, and, uh, you know, as always, if you're going, make sure you know what the weather's like, because there is no heat in this place. <laughs> That's probably why they only do it till November. Yes. Uh, Monday through Friday, 9 to 5, you can give them a call at area code 304-269-5070. To set up what you want to go do if you want to go visit. There you go. 
There you go. That's what do you th- What do you think? I think it sounds like a horrible place. Doesn't Doesn't sound like an exciting place to go visit. No, I think it. I mean, that's a lot of people. That place affected negatively. Um, I don't think I'd want to go there. You know, we've talked many times about like things of uh, you know attraction or or where they grab hold of you and come home with you. I would think that that would be one of those places that you wouldn't want an entity that to follow you home and because they were mentally ill. And I would think that that would be um, something you wouldn't want to deal with when he got home. Right. I, um, I don't know. I suspect that anybody that doesn't go to rest after they die is going to be negative in some way or not another because there is a reason why they're sticking around. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just a place like that where there was so much negativity inside of it always between, you know, building it for people that are not okay. And then the war and um, criminals, all that kind of stuff. Then I don't know. It just um, doesn't sound like, Somewhere I'd want to want to go. You just don't want to go visit. No, <laughs> I don't know why, but yeah, just I don't know. Even I, when it was running, I wouldn't want to even you I know, know right? if, even if want... a family member was in there. I'd be like, no, uh, I'll yeah. see you when you get out. Yeah. <laughs> get the wipe the feces off your face. <laughs> Good God, I don't know. Uh, you know, looking into it, it was. Um, the history of it's very interesting, especially being around the Civil War time and and all that. Uh, according to my research, um, and what was you know what was going on back then when they started building it and getting into, I mean, there there was a lot of people in and out of there, and a lot of people, you know, twenty thousand people died in the walls of that place, whether it be from a lobotomy or suicide. Suicide was, I mean, that was a high rate of suicide in that building so it's it's just crazy to to think that you know we look at it now of you know we have these facilities and they're very well governed as far as you know the rules and regulations of what they're doing as far as you know as far as i know yeah (laughs) i'm trying to be i'm trying to be positive here that you know that they are doing a good job and and keeping those patients safe and clean and and getting them the help they need. But to think back to, you know, getting tossed into a room with five other people and and hoping for the best. And if that doesn't work out, we're gonna shove an ice pack ice pick through your eye. You know, that's that's terrible to think about. That yeah. that's how we treated. We went over that with Waverly, the same thing. You know, some of the treatments that they tried to perform for TB, you know, was absolutely god awful. Right. So, I don't know. I thought it was an interesting place. I, I, for some reason, I'm attracted to these lunatic asylums. Maybe because I live with you, and you, you make me crazy. I don't know. <laughs> you live in your own asylum. I do live in my own asylum. Wait. We're not inviting anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> We can barely handle ourselves. That's true. true. Oh, that's great. So anyways, that's the story. Thank you for setting in with me today. Um, 
since Alicia couldn't make it. And like I said, Alicia will be back for next episode um, in a couple weeks. And uh, we'll getting ready to spin into the new year. We're excited about things that are happening in the new year. And we hope that our paranormal family out there is, is excited to see what we do next. Oh, yeah. I think definitely I'm I, I'm thinking the supernatural. Um, what were we talking about earlier? The, the supernatural. <laughs> I can't think of the. Oh my god! Wow, where's your brain? Uh, it's got walked out the door. <laughs> um, the superstitions. I think that would be a really really good superstition. That would be pretty cool episode. Right on. I like that idea. Write that down. Let's do one. It's in my mind. <laughs> oh, shit. That has left the building. She'll forget about it the moment she walks it's out. It's in of the treehouse. It, it's in Studio Tree. <laughs> Once again, listeners, let me know. Should I build Studio Tree? The United States Paranormal at gmail.com. <laughs> I think it'd be great. I think it'd be lovely. She is looking at me like daggers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, thanks for checking us out today. Uh, you can find all of our socials on Facebook, you know, United States Paranormal. Um, also, go check out all of the other podcasts in the Golden Mojo Entertainment Network of Podcasts, which includes The Call Guys, Golden Image Podcast, The Indiana Chiefs Fans, and Murd Nerds. You can find all of those on social media, on Facebook. Just type in facebook.com and murderers, and it'll, it'll take you right there. Or just search it. Um, yeah. Please give a little love. Don't forget to rate and review, too, if you're on uh, Spotify or Apple Music. Give us a little rate. Give us a little review. Yes, let's do it. Logan loves to read the reviews. He gets all excited. And then he sends them out to everybody so we get to read them too. So we appreciate them. All of our uh, listeners out there who send in emails or IMs or or reviews, we appreciate it all so much. Good or bad, we love to hear We love to hear both sides. We want to know what we're doing right. We want to do what we're doing wrong. Maybe it's just the way I talk. You do, 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 and wrong. <laughs> Good golly. That's what happens when you drive me all over God God's green earth yesterday. I'm a little... That was that was not me. That was your son. Blame Sarah. <laughs> it's all Sarah's fault. All right. Until next time. Thank you guys. Rocker Chick, thanks for setting in. No problem. No problem. And remember, I'll see you on the other side. To support other Golden Mojo Entertainment Productions, check out Golden Image Podcast, The Call Guys, and Murd Nerds wherever you enjoy listening to podcasts. To see photos and find new episodes of the United States of Paranormal, follow us on our social media, Twitter at T-U-S-O-P-P-O-D or Instagram at the United States of Paranormal and Facebook, the United States of Paranormal. If you have a place that you'd like us to look into or would like to share your spooky story that we can read on the air, please email us at the United States of Paranormal at gmail.com.